Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. Toes Dice question is up and end, mates. And let's get to it. Okay, so today's question is from Aaron in Calabasas, California. And he says, long-time listener, first-time questioner. Hey, what is the song you're humming at the start of these things, dude? <laughs> I, I, really, I really like that. And the other half of the question in regards to actual sports. Seriously, though, how many wins do my Trojans get this year? So a two-parter today from Aaron. Long-time listener, first-time questioner. Hey, what is that song you're humming at the start of these things, dude? Seriously, though, how many wins do my Trojans get this year? So starting with me, and maybe even the funnest part of this question, is going to be the song. And I actually had to look it up. It's called William Tell Overture by Giochino Rossini, who apparently is Italian composer. When I thought of this song, I always thought it was kind of like the song you listen to at the horse race tracks. You know, it's like, da 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 and your marks get sick, go! Okay, anyway, the reason why I chose this song is because one of my buddies, Steven in college, whenever we had like one too many beers and maybe a little bit of the green herb, my dude Steven would just always start like singing this song out of nowhere. And like me and my group of friends, we'd just crack up. It'd be like, I don't know, it'd be like a quiet moment watching a sporting game, like super intense and just da 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 Bro, like, what the heck, Steve-O? <laughs> yeah, man, it's actually Steven's birthday tomorrow. I think I'm, I'm just really happy you brought this up. So I will get to the actual question regarding sports, but I think that might be the question of the year, Aaron, because I didn't know the name of the song. You brought back some truly great memories, and you probably also reminded me to give my buddy a happy birthday wish tomorrow. So thanks, Aaron. <laughs> great question. Now, in regards to the Trojans, and hopping back over to some Pac-12 football here. The best way to do this is we're going to go through the schedule together. I think that's the most realistic way to portray an actual win-loss record for the Trojans. I mean, I could free ball it off the top of my head, but I'd rather give you a detailed answer here. So, first matchup, you got Arlington, or excuse me, you got Alabama down in Arlington, Texas. They're going to lose that game. They're going to be 0-1. I mean, USC may be improved, but the Crimson's ties, physicality, both sides of the ball, way too much to overcome doesn't help that the game's in the South. I mean, technically, Texas could be considered in between California and Alabama, but I'm taking a wild guess that the Alabama fan base really shows up in droves if that sort of thing is allowed, obviously. So I'm thinking that no matter what the tie to win this game, with or without fans, 
probably not even going to be too close. I mean, this is Alabama football. Don't forget it. Easy win for the Crimson Tide, and the Trojans are falling to 0-1. Next matchup is against New Mexico. They're going to be 1-1. I'm not going to waste either of our freaking time. USC wins big. The next matchup is going to be at Stanford, and I think this will prove a very formidable early season test. Stanford is much improved on their offensive line and should have a solid quarterback in Davis Mills. However, with that being said, I think USC spread attack finds a way to take advantage of Cardinal defense, who's really kind of lacked some identity the last couple of years, taking a little bit of a couple steps back. I think the key factor why USC will win this is because Stanford won't have a second elite defensive back, and the Trojans will be able to exploit the mismatch due to their talented receiving corps. That was a lot of words. Quick summary of this matchup. USC has a Monroe State Brown, they have Tyler Vaughns, a plethora of other options, and I think that duo, I think Paulson and Debo over on Stanford's side, the cornerback can guard one of those guys, but I don't think they'll have a really a realistic matchup for the rest of the guys in the roster, or the rest of the receivers, excuse me. So, thinking that USC wins this game, goes to 2-1, and one, not comfortably, but like a 10-point victory over the Cardinal. Next week, they're playing Arizona State, and even though ASU is a hot pick to win the South, they replaced an offensive line that lost five key pieces from last year's group. So how are you going to replace five key pieces on your offensive line? This unit allowed 33 sacks last year. So I just don't see how ASU gets better. They also lost wideout Brandon Ayuk and running back Anoa Benjamin. So their offense is really bare with the exception of Jaden Daniels. They seem to be a hot pick by a lot of people. Jaden Daniels is a great all-around player. This is a football. It's a team sport. He is no one else there. Hopping back to the line aspect of this, I think Jay Tefele and Drake Jackson take complete advantage and dominate Jaden Daniels. I mean, he's going to get sacked a lot that game. I'm picking USC another kind of 10-point, maybe even 14-point victory. I think USC is a little bit better than ASU this year. A lot of other people may not agree with that, but I think it's so. Deal with the other peeps. Again, USC 3-1. Next week, they're traveling down to Salt Lake City to take on the Utes. And yeah, Utes going to remember that loss last year, getting carved by third stringer Matt Fink, but... I do think the Trojans will win this game because Utah lost so many talented players from last year's squad. Utah doesn't recruit like a USC would. I mean, let's just keep it 100. I mean, they can try. But losing Zach Moss, Tyler Huntley, Lekai Fotu, and Bradley and I, among a frick ton of other players, will just prove too much to overcome. And again, they will be mad, so it's not going to be easy. Playing in Salt Lake City is never easy, especially for a program who remembers that loss last year, had the potential to spoil the Youth South Championship, so they can remember that. Not going to be easy. They're going to play tough. They're going to play physical. Bottom line, UC's way too talented top to bottom this year for the Utes. Thinking UC is now 4-1. Next week, they host California, entering this matchup at 4-1. And as ASU is a, is a hot pick to win the South, Cal's a hot pick to win the North. Think the hotter team coming into this game probably wins the matchup. And well, you're a smart guy, Aaron. Since I have the Trojans entering this matchup at 4-1, and one, I think they pull off the victory. If both teams enter the game kind of on a winning streak, I'm still going to tilt it in UC's favor because they're playing in the Coliseum. This could be a very, very, very exciting early season matchup. Or actually more like a mid-season matchup. But really, I think these two teams could be a lot of fun to watch. I really want to kind of emphasize that. However... If you're looking for some technical advice besides for the hot streak, Cal lost their two starting safeties last year, and this should allow Keaton Slovis to put up big stats on the day. With that being said, the Golden Bears do return eight starters on the, on the defensive side of the ball, so don't take them lightly. But for me, losing two starting safeties, that's tough. People don't realize maybe how important the safety position is in the football field. Kind of like the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. So losing both of them, USC's talented quarterback, receiver, 
and tight ends and everything because USC has a lot of talent this year. Takes advantage, and I'm having the Trojans end up at 5-1 after this matchup. Next week, at Arizona, Arizona's program is struggling on every freaking level. Recruiting, winning, competing, trying, football, basketball, soccer, hockey. If they're losing, they're losing. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know what any of that means. In all seriousness, their football program really is struggling on all levels in terms of recruiting results on the field and getting players to the next level. Trojans win comfortably, but maybe closer than someone expect. I'd say like a two-touchdown spread. Could be a little bit closer, but again, Trojans win this comfortably. They're a lot better than Arizona. So now the Trojans are unbelievably 6-1. and one. They're hosting Colorado the following week, and yeah, they're going to slaughter the Buffs at home. Enough said. UFC is 7-1 now. So again, against Colorado, they're going to destroy them. Let's not waste any more time. We're hopping into the Oregon game with UFC entering at 7-1. and one. And I think this has the potential to be the Pac-12 game of the year this season. But I actually don't believe UFC has enough to get it done at Austin this year. Oregon's defense, top to bottom, is absolutely amazing. Maybe the best in the conference. Probably projected best in the conference by most sports analysis and most sports writers out there. However, I don't think USC will have enough of a running game to keep them off balance. The Trojan defense still is an elite, and Oregon matched up well up front. Their offense line, led by Panay Suel. And, I mean, I just don't think that USC's offense is going to put up enough points in this matchup against Oregon. That is an elite defense, and without a consistent running game, and I'm still not sold on UC's running game and offensive line. I think that Oregon finds a way to get it done. Bottom line is, is in Autzen, you know that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough, tough, tough. That's a loud, hard place to play. This one comes down the wire, but the Ducks squeak by. So now UC's 7-2 facing Washington. And the Trojans will enter this game with a lot of redemption on their mind. They're ready. They're going to be ready for the Huskies. They'll have on, they'll have on their mind what happened last year in Seattle. And they also have the Oregon loss still looming over their heads. However, the week before loss to the Ducks allowed new Huskies head coach Jimmy Lake to figure out a game plan and stopping the Trojans. UW's defense may be as good, if not better, than Oregon's unit this year. Probably not projected by everyone with the exact same opinion as me. I think UW and Oregon's going to be neck and neck in terms of defensive kind of points allowed per game next year. Talk about recruits, all this, that, that talent. Jimmy Loke, Jimmy Loke, Jimmy Lake and his amazing head coach and any secondary coach by him is going to be freaking elite. They also have Elijah Molden out there, cornerback or safety. He plays multiple positions, kind of hybrid type dominant player. And Slovis missed the opportunity to gain valuable experience in the matchup last year, which is going to lead to the Trojans' ultimate demise on homecoming. So that's going to lead the Trojans at 7-3. and three. They're going to be playing UCLA the following week. I should say Crosstown rival UCLA. And with the Trojans still pissed off, they absolutely dismantle the Bruins. UC's football program is in a state of disarray, and they likely have nowhere to turn. A talented, hungry UC team takes full advantage. I expect Slovis to throw for upwards of 300-plus yards in this game. I really want to say 400, but that probably sounds unreasonable, so we'll go for 300-plus. Bottom line is, men and Troy are not going to lose this game to their rivals. They're going to come out, have some business to handle, take care of that business, and get on to the next matchup. USC defense is so bad that a lot of fans actually know the name of their unlike defensive coordinator and Jerry Azanaro before any of their actual players' names. That's like not a joke. Like Jerry Azanaro gets most of the hype regarding UCLA football in the offseason, and that can't be a promising sign for a defense trying to stop the men of Troy in a very, very talented offense attack. So USC blows out UCLA, not even close. And that's going to be a pretty good feeling in the Rose Bowl. So now 
The Trojans enter their final game of the regular season slate at 8-3 against Notre Dame. And guess what, Aaron? I cover the Pac-12, dog. I co- come on. I cover the Pac-12, dude. My mom's from Indiana, but that's all I know about the fighting Irish, man. I don't know no details, man. They had like Ian Buck last year or something. I think I covered him one time last year. How about this? I think the Trojans win because my gut feeling says they will. You better like that. If not, bro, no more songs about Drake about Calabasas. Man, I wanted to say that so much smoother. Y'all heard that Drake song by Calabasas? How about this? You're not going to make any more if you don't like that response, Aaron. That's the smoothness I was looking for. So I do think that the 9-3 and mark will land them in the Pac-12 championship game. And if your only losses are going to be against Alabama, Oregon, and Washington, in my opinion, that's a very, very impressive year. I think they should really handle every other team in conference with the exception of Cal. That, that could prove really tough. That Cal game is really going to be a neck-and-neck, back-and-forth affair. So, again, I do think they'll be in the Pac-12 championship and really should be well-prepared for whoever they play. I'm not saying they're going to win the conference because I don't necessarily feel that. I don't really see that, but I do see them getting there for sure and it's their year in the South Division. I'm a huge Clay Helton defender. You've heard me say that 100 times. If he doesn't win the South this year, you need to fire that dude so freaking quick, man. They have all the pieces they need to this year to really get it done. The South is weak. ASU is no one on offense. Utah's replacing a lot. USC better win the South this year, and I think they will. I am making that pick. So, no conclusion today. That's just going to be way too much. We went through like 700 teams here, but do really pay attention to games three, four, and five against Stanford, Arizona State, and Utah. I think how they fare in this trifecta will be the determining factor between like a mediocre year and a division-type title season. So I'm choosing the latter. Again, I think the Trojans win the South, not the conference, and nine and three for their regular season. I'm out, Aaron. Thank you from Calabasas, California. Drizzy Drake, pound cake, 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 cake. Let's do it. By the way, Great, great question, man, asking about the song. That has got to be my favorite question so far from the mailbags. All right, Aaron, I'm out. To the rest of y'all, I'm out. Deuces, Cheetos, Peacocks. Now I'm just talking. Bye.